we're learning more about mental health. And I think it's important for those that are acknowledged deeply within themselves how important it is to keep your brain chemistry aligned. To bring that forward within your audience is only gonna serve the benefit of all. And I, I've always been someone that's really in tune with myself, but I had an experience over the past few years in which I had to turn my attention solely to my mental health. And in through doing so, it, it helped me become a more, um, I guess, benevolent leader. Welcome to the Positive People Posse Living Room. I'm your host, Dom Green, a life enthusiast and marketer of Positive People Posse. I'm here today with Jessica Golich. She is a TikTok influencer, a cannabis influencer, and overall just a, a content creator. Welcome to the living room, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and I look forward to the conversation that we're gonna have about everything and anything. I love it, I love it, I love it. So for the listening and viewing audience who don't know you, what do you do? So just tell me, just give me the grand scheme of what you do and how you yeah, got to where you're at today. So it took a lot, long time. I've been doing this for about five or six years, but this past year has been the year in which I've experienced success. So I began as a journalist. I literally answered a Craigslist ad back in 2015 or 16, just looking for a music journalist in, in Michigan. I had no journalism background whatsoever, and it was for a major publication. So I was like, you know what? I love music. I have all this knowledge from all the music that I've listened to throughout my whole life, let's just make it happen. So I pushed really hard, I got the job, and it turned into something global in which I interviewed well over a thousand musicians and photographed, and it turned into me having the ability to create my own website as an entrepreneur, Life Beyond the Music. And through that, I was able to really build notoriety but in the midst of that, I was always using cannabis to boost my creativity. And it's always been near and dear to my heart. And as it became more in the mainstream, I just started breaking out in the cannabis industry by putting myself out there. And it has turned into a world in its own. And that is really the core of my work right now. I love that. I love that. That's an awesome like pathway to like really get everyone to understand like who you are, where you came from, because, you know, I'm seeing everything that you do. And the reason why I was even brought to you is through this application that everyone knows now, which is TikTok. And yeah. there's this amazing video of just this woman in a basket and a scooter in Detroit. And she's like, I was, I think I think when I like reposted somewhere, I think I said some sometimes you gotta make the most with what you got because that I mean like that that's like so unique and it got like five million views or something like that, right? Yeah, and the innovation of it, I, I appreciate the creativity, but one, it was just hilarious. I was literally walking down the street and I happened to see this woman doing this. Funny thing is but her background is she's big on have you heard of the app Bigo? No, no. So Tell it's like a live live streaming app where you can host parties. She's huge on there. She's massive. And then after me posting that on TikTok, she made a TikTok and she already has almost 200,000 followers. Like, oh my this is, gosh. I just love the ability on TikTok to create opportunity for others. So I literally have been on TikTok almost since the beginning. And I, the way I got on was through a third party. So a third party contacted me from seeing my work previously throughout social media and said that this new app's starting. So I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. So now I'm like, I obsessively started working on it from December, 2018 on. And then it really brought in some traction. And now it's my favorite app. It's the most accessible, user-friendly. I meet so many people around the world. I just love it. Yeah, that's exactly what brought us together. 
You know, I, I just love how the community there is like empowering one another, but it's also just such a positive thing. You know, yeah. I see a lot of negative shit out there that's just all about like bringing people down. And like what I see most is when we put up a video, I don't see a lot of haters out there as much because I feel like people are there, like it's suited for different individuals, you know, and what you really like. So yeah. I think oh it's yeah, an awesome and it caters. Thing. Yeah, it caters to your interests. And I think it's so unique how the algorithm's so ahead of different out, like different social media apps. And particularly on TikTok, I know that I love music culture, pop culture, 90s nostalgia, cannabis. So that's really all that I'm seeing. And that's all I want to see, really. It's really peaked to me. And I think that an app being able to do that with smart technology is so important. And I think it's really like setting a precedent for the other apps now too. Don't sure. you think so? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And one thing that I really do admire about you, not just one thing, um, one of many things is the fact that you're open about mental health. Um, and I think that goes along with the world of cannabis and all of that, but you're able to connect with an audience uh, talking about your mental health and, you know, um, yeah, I think that's so important for us to constantly talk about this. Even if people think that they've heard enough, they heard enough, they heard enough. I feel like we need to constantly be putting that in the forefront of our conversations if we have a platform. Yeah, and it continues to develop in which we're learning more about mental health. And I think it's important for those that are acknowledge deeply within themselves how important it is to keep your brain chemistry aligned. To bring that forward within your audience is only going to serve the benefit of all. And I, I've always been someone that's really in tune with myself, but I had an experience over the past few years in which I had to turn my attention solely to my mental health. And in through doing so, it, it helped me become a more, um, I guess, benevolent leader, I guess yeah, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And you know, like us being a marketing company, um, our forefront of our message is really you know the positivity that comes with life and we know and understand that you know the good you have to take the good with the bad but you know everyone's challenges are different and we can't really speak on like what you need to do it's really just about like hey we could either lead by example but we also want to just tell other people's stories because we all we are all different you know and we deal with different circumstances and issues but if we can create community and having these conversations you know, that's, um, we connect more people together. And so you talking about this uh, will help somebody eventually at some point in time. Yeah, and it also piques others' interests of their own mental health. I think if you're subconsciously kind of absorbing what other people are saying about their experience, it makes you intrigued to learn more about you. And I love that about social media is the, the deep influence because even if you're seeing someone subconsciously, you are collecting that information and it may lead yeah. you to want to think about it more. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that it's just like in the world of social media, there's a dark side to it and everything is a lot aesthetic, right? So let's kind of talk about that dark side a little bit because, you know, when I'm seeing uh, people just like really crave likes and attention and all that, it, it really just ends up shaping a, a person's mindset, thinking that they have to be, you know, this big thing or they only got 50 likes on something. I think the other day we actually put up a post and we said, don't like this post at all because we just want you to share this to someone, you know, that's and it was, awesome. it was and just that's a so heart, uncommon. You know? And that's, that's so uncommon. And that's something that I find procedures in, in itself because that leads other people to sort of explore their own interests with, with what yeah. inspiration you provided. 
But yeah, there is definitely a darker side to social media and having the balance and awareness and knowing to distance yourself from what isn't you is important. I, I, we briefly talked about this before we jumped on the podcast, but in particular with Instagram, I noticed you can't really cater it to yourself as much as you do on TikTok. I tweet at Adam Masari, I believe his, it's pronounced Mosari, but it's the Instagram CEO. I tweet at him all the time and it times to see if he'll publicly speak on the algorithm because it's so skewed in a way in which uh, growth is not as accessible in particularly as it is with TikTok. Yes, yes. I, I really do not understand the algorithm anymore. And it's not accessible. Again, like it, it's really like a guessing game. And so for us, when we're trying to connect with more people, when we believe that we have some positivity to add to this world, not being able to connect with individuals, yeah, that could really be discouraging. But, you know, overall, you know, we've kind of just like understood like, hey, this is part of the process. If it's not in our favor, we can only do with what we're doing and not allow that, that algorithm um, to hurt, you know, hurt our, our attitude towards life and who we can connect with. Yeah, and I think it's so much beyond social media. I always tell people that the core of what I do is social media, but what I also do is shake hands in public. Yes. I say that, I say that. <laughs> COVID uh, times, yeah, I mean. COVID, so. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was going to come up. I knew it was going to come up. But um, you, always having those conversations uh, at the gas station or at the corner store. Yeah. Like, if you're cool with those individuals, you're yes. going to create further traction in the city is, that you represent as well. Yeah. There's so many more facets to building a brand beyond social media. But yes, yeah, social media is definitely the core and definitely creates a lot of traction that you can't get otherwise yes yes i mean like there was a point in time because you know we're not really a social media company everything that we do is really off off the social media platform for our clients and stuff but you know there was a point in time where i was like thinking like hey we're going to get a good amount of growth and we hit that growth at first and then, you know, Instagram changes the algorithm and, you know, it, it allows us to like really discover that like, okay, we need to focus more on the back end of our business and be more present with our clients because the social side is just one little, one little microcosm of like your success. You know? Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think that having the social media built out already is such a key tool in building a business, but it isn't necessarily the core it's also yeah. it's the people the people are the core i believe in scaling people and scaling relationships that is how you scale a product in time 100 percent. i love that i love talking marketing with other marketers so tell me a little bit more about you know the influencer marketing and you know things that you get involved with because i see that you you represent cannabis and you know certain causes and and, and whatever so yeah speak on that yeah, totally. So right now I'm signed exclusively with SkyMet Cannabis in Michigan, and I'm so proud to be signed with them. They are re really aligned with my core values in regards to LGBTQ equality, social equity, in regards to how they treat their employees, whether you're at whether you're a, like you're working in the store or you're the CEO, they're all treated the same. And the overall mission is to become happier through the power of the plants and really finding I, it was crazy how this worked for me because I met the representative for SkyMet back in February at 
a Royce the Five, you know who Royce the Five Nine yes, is? Yes, I do, yeah. Yeah, he's a legend. And we were uh, at his meet and greet at the store. And then the next day or the day before we went to his concert and we were just taking photos and enjoying ourselves. But I didn't think that anything would come of a future relationship with me and Skymet then. But in time, as I began to grow my brand and particularly in cannabis, it just aligned cohesively perfectly. And where we're heading in the future, it's not even the sky is the limit. We're building our own world in the midst of it, but it's bringing in so many different I guess, walks of life into cannabis, both new and seasoned users. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, five years ago, even, you know, there's a lot of backlash on, you know, weed, marijuana, whatever, and thinking that this was going to like, like tank our economy or, you know, communities. And there's like this, this big fear aspect and fear mongering. Um, from time to time, I, I've smoked weed, but like, it's not really for me, you know, but yeah, I can get behind it. That's great that you know that. Exactly. It's, you know, like, I think that people, honestly, it, it's something that can help and improve people's lives if, you know, it's something that, you know, that they can get behind. Like, if it's not for you, it's not for you, you know, totally. but I, I know how it's changed lives. And so I've seen people make excellent improvements in their lives just by incorporating cannabis so i'm all for it yeah and beyond pharmaceuticals it's a lot more clean of a holistic route to take and i know each individual's body and the way that you receive and just uh cannabis affects you is totally different so you obviously have to consult but i think that what it's done for me is so positive and i'm so proud to continue to shine a light on it and it's something i'm dedicating my life to and continue to do so and helping with incarceration and just helping teach others legalities and different ways that cannabis could help benefit our communities beyond the plant. And for instance, like with SkyMint, it's so much further than cannabis. It's literally to a point where if they are building out a store in the neighborhood, they're consulting with the community. They're, they're partnering with small businesses in the community. They're bringing out mural artists to paint in the community, their stores. There Little things like that matter. Yeah, education, being a part of your community, that's really important. You know, and that's, that should be about everyone's brand. Like if you're a business, like it shouldn't just be SkyMint that's trying to improve their own damn community, right? Like this is like, this is where they're at. So to be a part of a community, it's important that you like, you get familiar with your neighborhood, you get familiar with uh, how you can actually enhance education and all of that, because it's, it all comes full circle. You know, I'm like, it does. marketing like that, it seems like it's costing you something, but no, you're actually getting more back from it. You know, you're putting yourself out there and people get to engage with you in a different way. Yeah, and if you're thinking long-term vision, that's the way to do it. Because if you're literally creating these relationships with people in their neighborhood who will turn their car out of their driveway to go get your product, that's how those people in the neighborhood will have that conversation with their neighbors. And that's just going to bring in a whole new world for the city. And it's so cool to see that even representatives for a store that was built in Hazel Park, it's right outside of Detroit, like city representatives are in full support and visibly in full support. And that goes to show how far like cannabis has come. Yeah, for sure. So tell me a little bit about Detroit. You know, Detroit gets a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it's unfortunate because Detroit has really turned a corner and the city continues to flourish in regards to the arts. That is one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with Detroit. I, I live, 
I live downtown Detroit, but I grew up in the suburb, not the suburbs. I grew up in an area of Detroit that was rough. Right on Verner and Southwest, if anyone from Detroit is listening to this, they'll know. But it's just, it was a dark area, but it taught me so much about life and being comfortable in any environment. I had no choice but to find a way to be comfortable. I had to like dig into myself to ensure that I remain safe and learn different ways to operate throughout the neighborhood that I was in. And in taking that, those lessons into my life, I, I, I sprouted some wisdom that you wouldn't get elsewhere, you know? Love it. You know, so in Kansas City, like, I live in New York City, but uh, in Kansas City, there's a lot of listeners from KC. Uh, we have barbecue, right? Barbecue's awesome. Uh, there's this place in Detroit that I love. It's called, like, Slows. Slows, yeah. Yes, yes. I went there. Oh, my gosh, did I F some food up there. And so, yeah, like, it's a classic <laughs> city spot. Everybody always goes there and they have like a slows carry out now too, but that's cool that you know it. Yeah, so I've been able to spend time in Detroit and I realized that like, you know, like there's, there's always like two different stories. It's like the stories from when you're the outsider and you hear everything bad about Detroit. And then when you actually go there, you get to see the good. And so, you know, it came down to just like, knowing the the locals you know if you meet locals people are going to let you know where you need to go or you don't need to be at as well but you know i feel like the culture there there's just so much history in detroit that you know it's such a beautiful city yeah and the, it's all about the people in detroit there's so everyone from different walks of life and one thing i love about walking around the city and particularly downtown is i could turn the corner and i'm in a whole new world yeah and it's something that it's so uncanny the way it works in detroit because you're literally on a downtown completely paved, beautiful stores, corporate area, then you turn the corner, you're in the hood. I, I appreciate that aspect yeah. though, because it gets me balanced in both worlds and not above or below the other. Yep, yeah, we definitely need that. You know, I, for me personally, I grew up in a suburb, the suburbs of Kansas City, but in the summers, I spent my summers in Philadelphia, like in the hood, you know? And, and so I got the best of both worlds. And so I don't have this fear, you know what I mean? I feel like I can like literally go anywhere and, you know, just understand that like, yeah, it's a different environment, but there are people there people have heart, you know, people have feelings and stuff. And so, you know, it's really important for people just to kind of understand that, that, yeah, you need to sometimes get out of your, your neighborhood or that where you feel very safe, spend some time in different communities because, you know, all this fear that we have about like, you know, what the hood is, you know, it's like, it's, it's not going, it's not going to change anytime soon. So let's help like improve better interpersonal relationships, if anything. Yeah. And help improve their livelihood by giving them opportunities to begin yeah. again. And I think that the stigma around, sure. yeah, the stigma around living in the hood is something that I guess, hopefully that veil is lifted over time. Cause as you said, there's so many lessons to learn from those individuals who have really lived deep carved out lives that you cannot learn in school. And those sure. lessons I've, I've taken with me into my future experiences. And like I said, like I at times prefer to be environments that aren't as well kept because I learned the most there. Yeah, no, no doubt. I believe in that. You know, the hood was not by choice, you know, so totally. <laughs> the trailer it park was, though. the trailer park was, though, <laughs> the trailer park was a choice. The hood was not. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, you know, overall, you know, there's there's good people in all environments, but we, we have to, it's not all about good or bad. I think often, 
often we're always trying to decide what's good and what's bad. It's not about that. It's about like, you know, like, I don't know what good or bad is when you really think about which side you're on, you know, from. Cause it's a, all personal opinion. It's all I think perspective. Every, it's all everything perspective. just is, everything just is. And these sure. environments can teach you so much more, like I said, than you can learn anywhere else. Yeah. Before, um, you know, before like weed has been legal in certain environments, weed was the bad guy thing. You sell weed, you're bad, you know? And then, then we well, legalize it the, and it's like, oh, you're good now because it's legal, so. I think that with testing over time that has changed, like the stigma with, with that yeah. has changed because now that you could literally, in Michigan, in recreationally, you could literally walk into the store and pick up whatever you want. Yeah. And, and there's, there are limits, but when I say pick up whatever you want, it's plenty to get you through the week. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think you're right, that back in the day, I would have to go so far out of my way to ensure that I had this medication that wasn't tested. Yes, it was from the streets and you do have to be a lot more careful with that, yeah. especially these days. I wouldn't smoke anything these days like that wasn't tested or medicinal, yeah. but um, yeah, like the lengths that you had to go in the past to get this plant. It's just insane. Yeah. When you even say that, you know, one thing comes to mind for me is like, you know, not having anything that's not regulated, you know, so like mm -hmm. people could uh, be doing more harm to themselves with any type of, um, you know, medication you know if they don't know where it comes from you know everyone says that they have the best stuff right but like like how do you quantify what the best is if like like i i've seen facilities in people's closets you know i'm sure it's decent but then you also you have ditch ditch weed but like these are laboratories these are people that are actually like putting you know, it's in, science now. It yeah, literally science. is science. And it's, if it's, I guess, if it's perceived as such, it's perceived as a holistic means of healing. But as you said, there are so many different street drugs that can se severely change your chemistry and change literally who you are. So you do have to be very careful. For sure. You know, I just try to look at everything as like, you know, the most practical, unbiased opinion on anything. Like, I understand why certain people are just scared. They're in fear of the cannabis industry. And that's because, you know, they've, that's what they've consumed. You know, they, they, they consume media that will put fear into their minds uh, about, you know, this drug or cannabis users. And yeah, you're going to, you need more education out there, you know? So I think that's really important that, you know, your relationship with SkyMed, it seems like you guys are out there, you know, educating the public. Absolutely. And we just started a blog in which is going to provide further education. And with every release that we put out, it's all laced around the education behind the plant and what it can do for you and its positive benefits. And I think that it's so important to have that categorized to show, especially new users, how it can enhance their lives. 100%, 100%. And then, um, you know, one thing I did want to talk about was more about like the people that you've been able to meet, you know, just by oh, having yeah. this platform. I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's I've, I've looked at life beyond the, beyond the music, saw the fat Jewish guy uh, on there. It's been crazy, Plenty of artists. Man. That's yeah, awesome. It's been, it's been insane over the past, I'd say three or four years. I've met everybody from Snoop Dogg, 21 Savage, Chainsmokers. I've hung out with Greta Van Fleet. Like I always shoot Justin Timberlake. 
don't mean to name drop, but it's really humbling to have no, these keep on name dropping. <laughs> yeah, to have these opportunities from literally social media, from me putting my love for music out there since I was a little bit younger and showing the world that I have all this knowledge and to create these opportunities for me to photograph these shows. It's, it's really beautiful how full circle my life has come. Okay, so can you um, can you disclose who you smoked with before? Like, uh, you... <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see who I've smoked. I actually, you know what? I have not smoked with many musicians whatsoever because really? okay. I'm typically I'm working and I look yeah, at yeah. it from a professional standpoint, and I'm always taking photos, whether backstage or side stage, wherever. And I typically don't smoke. <laughs> okay, I was really hoping that you know there was gonna the be Snoop Dogg. Ever, everyone <laughs> wants me to say that I smoked a Snoop well, Dogg, but I haven't. I would assume that you were just in the room, you got high regardless, just because you know Snoop just goes in with like a big old cloud everywhere he goes. It's crazy that when I met him, it was at a dispensary and he wasn't really smoking. And really? That, I, to each their own, he was only there for about an hour for a DJ set, and I shot the whole meet and greet and everything. He was hands down the nicest celebrity I've met. I've met a lot of people. Snoop Dogg was such a humble, grounded human being for his stature. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, he's, he's also a stoner too. And I feel like stoners yeah. are not really violent people, you know? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and so um, another thing is like with the marketing aspect, you know, like how do you feel that someone needs to enter TikTok, you know, like they're getting on the platform and they're like, oh my gosh, it seems like everyone's got, you know, a hundred million views, like, and they put up a video and they're not really, they're not getting any traction. That's a really good question. And I'm going to give out some tips. So what I learned is that in, you have to build out a niche and in doing so, this will create a reputation for yourself to be the it and go-to person for that niche. So individuals started to learn that I was meeting all these different rappers and hanging out with these different hip hop musicians. So I was that go-to girl when Detroit concerts were in town and they were looking for footage and coverage of, of the shows. But on TikTok, it's so important to do and show what you love and utilizing the trending hashtags, utilizing the trending music, utilizing the opportunity and ability to respond to whoever comments this, this, and that, because every time that you respond to any comment that comes in, it automatically boosts the algorithm. Oh, Whether really? the comment, no matter what, even if you hit liked by creator, it boosts the algorithm. It's so amazing how that works on TikTok, and I hope it teaches Instagram some lessons. For sure. So are you able to help? Are you, have you been helping other people curate their TikToks as of late? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to help guide SkyMet Cannabis in the midst of us building out our TikTok in time. And that is something that is a little bit more challenging because TikTok does have some regulations with cannabis. But okay. I'm hoping over time with regulations change, like federal regulations hopefully changing, that that'll shift too. Okay, so what are some of the, the big things with the federal regulations that need to change right now? What's coming? Well, we need it. If it... I have a feeling that if, if cannabis becomes federally legal, it's only recreationally legal in 10 states. So we need 40 more states to open up, open up, have the ability for these small business owners and these growers to open up shops and monetize even further throughout their communities. Then we will have an opportunity to bring this more into the limelight on social media because that there are so many different ways that we are unable to promote products because of the algorithms and because of legalities. 
Love it. I love it. And what was the, um, what was the organization that you're involved with uh, talking about uh, Last health? Prisoner Project? Yeah. So I'm tell us of, a little bit yeah. about that. So Last Prisoner Project was founded to help those that were either incarcerated or are still incarcerated to rebuild their lives post cannabis convictions. It's really crazy how far it has gotten with it being so regulated now throughout the US and people are still in jail for this. Like people are still serving time for quote unquote crimes that they committed, nonviolent crimes years and years back as we're profiting from this. It's really like disheartening to even think about, but luckily with Last Prisoner Project, they created this, like it's not a fund, but it's an organization and cause that provides both education and awareness and opportunity to have a second chance at life. Wow. You know, I just kind of think from like that standpoint of like, if you have been trapped behind walls for like 10 years, what skills are you developing, you know, within prison, you know, and, and often, that is such a great way to put it. Yeah, because you could sit there for 10 years or you could sit there and try to learn. And um, it's really hard to figure out, like, how you get back introduced into society, right? Just so we keep Technology changing with tech. Exactly. Tech is we so beyond. We keep changing. And how are these individuals expected to re-enter society when we have a new smartphone every year? Yeah. And it's these smartphones functionality only help our lives so much in to teach it from a beginner level, you're automatically quote unquote behind. But there are prison programs that do provide knowledge and education, but it's not as, it's not as current as what the digital world can teach you. Yeah, for sure. And so like, what do those jobs and those opportunities look like for these nonviolent offenders? Uh, Actually, it's crazy because a lot of the jobs look like re-entering into a space where they can grow in cannabis. And I mm. think that is so beautiful how the full cycle aspect works. Yeah. Whether you want to just uh, work at a dispensary or whether you want to start your own LLC, there's opportunity there and there's knowledge and people that can help guide you. I love that. And so, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, person like you having conversations like this openly and being able to engage with people in a different way. I think like that's, that's a good, you're a good um, corridor for, um, you, you know, that type of improvement, you know? And also when you went and when you talked about the LGBTQ community, I think that's really important, um, you know, for us to always hone in as well. You know, my sister, she is, she's a lesbian and, you know, she's, you know, she's out there and she, I knew that, it was hard for her to come out, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that anyone needs to come out, you know? Like, no one should I, have I to come out, right? Totally it should be the agree. norm, you know? Like, let someone live their life, you know? Um, often, and this is my own opinion, and, you know, I really don't care who I offend on that because I really, I know that people struggle, and it's like they, they live their own personal truths, and um, I look at people no different. And so, um, yeah, it, it comes down to diversity. We should work more with inclusion. And I'm going to tell you this much. When my sister came out of the closet to me, it was in her mid-20s, I think. Um, me and her became so close. Awesome. Me and her became so close after that. I felt like I gained a sister. You know, I gained wow. a, more of a sister. Like, she was family before, but now she's my sister because, you know, she was holding back. She couldn't be herself. And so that the struggles like that, that's uh, – you know, it's really tough for people and they, 
we have to take a walk in people's shoes as, as close as we can sometimes, you know? Absolutely. And that's so cool that you experienced that firsthand and her coming forward and being more of herself. And that really helped structure you guys' relationship. But it is crazy, especially with social media. I'm a lesbian myself and I just promote that throughout my work. But I do see a lot of individuals, especially younger, having to struggle with bringing their sexuality forward. I don't even look at, look at it as a major facet of life. It's just who I am. And I, yeah. I hope in time we reach a place in society where that's not even a part of the conversation. But I hate to say, I'm not, I don't mean to be pessimistic. I don't think we will. And yeah. I, think, I think that those that are struggling to bring themselves forward and be themselves, your identity is who you are. And it is so important to stay true and be in, in love with yourself along the way, no matter who you are. And who you are, if who you are doesn't align with another individual in your life, maybe that individual is not meant to be in your life. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm a straight male, but my sexuality is not the center of my life. Totally. You know, so <laughs> society makes it that way often. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you get a label and that's like the center of your life. Uh, I'm black. That's the center of my life. No, it's not. You know, I'm no. a human being, you know, like. I just love people in general. And so, mm -hmm. you know, our, uh, you know, some of our listening audience, their clients, some of our listening audience buy our merchandise, but you know, this is what we represent. We represent people. And, um, you know, we actually, you and I are wearing purple today. So look at that. <laughs> yeah. And I think <laughs> things like, that we have dial, in common, you know? So like, yeah, if you dial it down to, we all bleed the same color blood, then yeah. that is where I think you'll have a lot more of a fulfilling experience of your own life. hundred percent. Like at the end of the day for me, um, I just like to know that I can meet more people rather yeah. than less people. When you close and I yourself off. I want to meet a diverse group of people. I yes. want to meet people who have, um, who I guess who were once a male and have turned into female. I want to know your whole story. I think that's so courageous and beautiful. You know, I want to know everything about different aspects of culture and different ways of being oneself. Because I think that as I learn about other stories, I learn more about me too. Yeah. I, I, I think about like where I grew up, I grew up in Kansas city. Um, Kansas City's really not as diverse as I would want it to be. And, um, you know, I think they're really pushing for it. And I think that there need, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But, you know, um, it's really important for me to constantly try to push for that. And we've got tons of stuff that we do on our own end that loses money <laughs> on our end. You know, our clients make us money. We put out things in order to just constantly uh, push out for, you know, diversity. And, you know, the things that are positive often don't really pay the bills, you know, like, even with the algorithm, right? Isn't you, that you do sad? something, it is sad. You can do, you can put WAP out there all day and that's going to get know. way more traction than you doing good. So um, it's important for us to constantly align ourselves with people that are doing good, you know, because yeah. it volumizes everything that we do. And so rather than thinking that we need to be the only ones, you know, we should be rooting on other companies to do the exact same thing. So I totally agree. And I think that the more companies and the more people and brands that continue to do the good, the more that we'll be able to create a bigger posse as you have yeah. of positive people. And it's funny that you brought this up because something I've been reflecting on lately is as I'm growing in, um, I guess, social status, quote unquote, I, I can't deny it. 
it, I look at it as these individuals that I previously idolized and looked up to, I look at them as human beings now and I have no interest of even getting to know them. And it's funny how that works because I think that as you get to know yourself more and build your own brand, you see that they are just an individual who really did the same and just found success prior to, than you have. But if their core values don't align with mine, then I can't even 100%. consume their content anymore. But it's so crazy because I looked at these people when I was a kid like, oh my God, if I ever met Joe Schmo, this, that, I would be ecstatic. Oh my God, so-and-so commented on my thing. Nowadays, it's a little bit more like, okay. Yeah, this, no, I get I, it. I, yeah. You know, there's a few people that I'm truly impressed with as far as like their, their celebrity platforms. You know, like I look at, like you said, like I look at most people like individuals, right? You know, like mm -hmm. I don't revere people the same way as I used to when I was a kid, but there are That's people. That's the word for it, yeah. Yeah, I see, I see like LeBron James and I'm like, wow, this is a great individual for what he stands for. You know, he's constantly talking about equality, he's talking about change, he doesn't, he doesn't back down from it and he's always been that way. But then I look at people like Michael Jordan and I'm like, that guy was an asshole. Oh my gosh. You know? and and what, and, for and, and his he's, stature, he's a classic asshole. Yeah, and he's for a his classic stature, asshole. I will say for that. His, yeah, for his stature and the way that he has a reputation for treating both brands and companies yeah. that he has worked with along the line, it's yes. disgusting. And yeah. for someone like LeBron James, LeBron James literally built a school for children. Exactly. And, and ensure that they that. have the tools. You don't have to do that. No. But he chose to do it because he recognized the position that he's in to give back and give back in a way that'll change people's lives. And Michael Jordan is more so worried about the Hanes commercial or who's wearing his socks. Yes. Like it's, it's yes. pretty sad. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I had clients that have worked with Michael Jordan and uh, they didn't get paid, you know? So, you know, like they, there's tons of stories out there and I'm not going to say they're, that they're all true, but I mean, that's his nature. He was just a competitive person. He didn't really revere himself as a role model. You know, so to me that, that, that to me, I perceive those individuals as not so secure within what they can offer. Yeah, because someone like LeBron James is so secure in being. LeBron James is one of the best, if not the best, one of the best basketball players ever. But and beyond that, he's so much more. He's a public figure. He's a he he gives so much back to his neighborhoods. Any teams that he's on. He works with the city to help uplift the city exactly. philanthropically. It's so much more than basketball. And I'm so happy that that time period came in the media where he was pushing it being more yeah. than basketball because it really is. Yes, yes. He actually yeah, has his brand within Nike. I think it's more than an athlete. And, uh, you know, like, and that's what we need to look at individuals like. It's like they, they are more than an athlete. You know, they mm -hmm. do have a family. The same thing with you. Um, you are more than just a, a public figure. You know, you yeah. are working within the community and you do have something to say, you know, and, and you're spending your time saying it. Not, you know, it's not just like, hey, we need to change this. We need to change that. It's like, no, you're actually We're doing creating work. solutions. Exactly. Yeah, we're taking time to strategize and create solutions to create a more fulfilling and better lives for others. That is something I had to learn the hard way as to what I find fulfilling myself. And now it's literally the core of everything I do. Yes, you know, like, I think people also kind of um, take the uh, 
no fucks given book. I forgot what it is. Or like, they don't, they don't like read the book. They just see the title and they don't really think about like, you know, like what it's the actually context. saying, you know, the context of, you know, you should give fucks actually. How about, mm -hmm. how about let's try to give fucks about everything that we do, right? Like uh, we care about marketing. We care about our clients. We want, we want to build a relationship with our client. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we care about people who buy our merchandise because they, they hone in on the positive aspect of it. You know, like, you know, our logo symbolism plus and lightning bolt and then a smiley face right there. It's like positive energy makes you smile. You know, like let, let's, you let's know do what, more Dom, under it. I wore your hoodie the other day. Thanks again for sending that out. And I got yes. so many compliments throughout the trip. That's what I'm like, talking that, about. Someone literally screamed at me across the street. They were like, don't fit. And I'm like, thank you so much. But I just love yes. how much positivity that drew in by a by a hoodie that's what i'm saying like even even when i i wear i actually send our clients merchandise all the time and they'll walk mm -hmm. down the street and people will say yo positive people posse <laughs> i've heard this awesome. so many times i've worn our stuff and people say that and so you know it's such a it's a fun way to engage with people but it's like you were saying before you know in marketing you know don't focus on this like social media aspect like what you do in the street, you know, like when people wear our, our merchandise, it just, uh, it uplifts in a way, you know, cause it's, it's yeah. bright, you know? It's bright and it, it creates such a energy and aura around an individual. I really love that hoodie. So thank, thank you. you I appreciate it. Yo, send us a photo. We'd love to put it up. We'd love to put it totally. up. Totally. Yeah. You I'll take some dope ass pics anyway. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Me and my photographer, Amy, uh, we really built out a core system on how that we deliver and we're, we're pros. Yes. Yes. I'm look, I'm looking forward to just continuing to follow along. And, um, you know, speaking of that, uh, what else would you like to say before we uh, we end? What type of knowledge would you like to drop to the public? I would say, in particularly if you're building a brand, now is the time to jump on TikTok, especially now because as this app continues to grow over time, it's gonna get it's gonna condense, and the algorithm won't be as uh, popping, I guess you can say, as it is right now. But you can definitely run there in a way that. You, we're jogging on Instagram. You could sprint on TikTok. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. I like how you said that. And how can people follow you? Uh, follow me on TikTok at Jessica Golich. My Instagram is Jessica X Golich. And please make sure to also follow Skymint Cannabis on both TikTok and Instagram because it's just part of my work now too. And I'm in with the brand for a long term, and I can't wait to continue to build. That's awesome. And for you listening and viewing audience, we'll have the links within the bio. Jessica, thank you very much for being on The Living Room. And, you know, last but not least, live freely and stay positive. Thanks, Dom. I appreciate it, man. This was awesome.